This is the Making Books podcast. I'm author Polly Ho Yen, and this is a podcast documenting the often slow, sometimes agonising, but also, let's face it, ridiculously exciting art of creating books. Each week, I'll be talking to a writer, illustrator, or industry expert about what their life is really like when they've dedicated it to making books. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Making Books podcast. And this week, I'm interviewing a fellow middle grade writer, the brilliant Michael Mann. He's the author of two books, Ghost Cloud and its sequel, Night Spark, and is working on an exciting new project for middle grade readers. As you can hear from my voice, I'm coldy. I'm in the cold season. So get used to this nasally tone in the intro and outro. Um, this interview was recorded via the power of Zoom. And so you will enjoy the crackly, digitally feeling of being on a Zoom platform conversation. Um, but it was great to talk to Michael. Talked a lot about kind of um, resting in writing, how important it is to take breaks and what that feels like. Uh, the kind of challenges of balancing writing alongside family life as well as the other kind of um there's a sniff as long as the other pressures of 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 yeah authors demands and that kind of thing um yeah it was really it was really great to catch up with michael and to hear how he does it and where he gets his ideas from enjoy i have been alerted you have hello michael how are you i'm good hello polly yeah nice i'm well how about you much of an exciting greeting no no i like it you've got to keep the <laughs> Yeah, I heard that you've got to keep the excitement high for audio because you can't see the people. So I think oh. it's right. I actually just had some um, some someone took some pictures of me during an event and it confirmed what I already sort of knew about myself, which is that I make the worst faces during <laughs> events. <laughs> Awful. Um, but anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm chuckling at your... I, I, I know what you mean, though. And that's actually the, the other nice thing about audio is no one needs to see my grimaces when I think of answers and you know answer and uh, answer questions um uh yeah I'm well um what's new it's kind of miserable here in London uh rainy outside but I'm not ill I've been ill quite a lot because my I've got two little kids and and they seem to continually get sick and so I'm not it's ill today which incessant, is a great thing. isn't it oh I, so much yeah. yeah I know we've been exactly the same over here and so I was thinking I wonder if you were the same like okay autumn new term sharpen my pencils get back to it <laughs> and instead it was just wipe my nose wipe children's nose <laughs> wipe husband's nose <laughs> yeah. no yeah it's exactly exactly yeah my, my other half was sort of saying I was like what have I done the last few couple of weeks it's like you've been ill Michael <laughs> I was like oh yeah of course but uh exactly I'm trying to you know eat drink drink eat vitamin you know vitamins and healthy and, and that's my yeah I mean how do you find that when you um when you're balancing it with writing stuff are you able to rest or do you find it hard to stop even though you know probably you do need to rest because I'm really I'm really interested yeah, I think in it... hearing how people balance things really in their their writing life and their quote yeah. life <laughs> I think it's a it's an ongoing uh, uh, struggle, and and I feel I'm better at it now. I think um, you know there was at the beginning of the writing 
you know, when I got my book deal, when I was writing as a, te- you know, when I was writing as a teacher, it was like an escape, the writing, you know, yeah. so it was almost in some ways a rest, a hobby. And then when I got the book deal and you had a deadline for writing, there was this weird phase where the, it was no longer quite the escape it was because in a way it was work. Yeah. And I think it took me a little while to realize that uh, I then needed to build in like building rest and there's only so long that you can write into the late you know into the into the early you know into into the night before it catches up with you and so it would, yeah uh, it, it could definitely break you sure <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah it would be lovely to hear a little bit more about um how it started for you when you first began writing as a teacher can you take us back Yes. Um, so I was uh, teaching sort of upper primary, like year five, so nine, 10 year olds and um, reading these lovely books to the students at story time. Um, and I had I'd always been into writing and done writing courses, but never thought about children's books for some reason. And then I, and I just had this, you know, this is a lovely feeling when you're on at the end of a chapter and all the kids in the class are sort of you know begging you for more or all that lovely feeling when you recommend a book to a, a student and you know it's the right book for them and I just started thinking do you know what I'd love to write a book like 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 you know there's a certain kind of cliffhanger page turner book that my kids love that I was like, I'd like to write something like that and so for about four or five years I was writing it in holidays uh, when my first child was born I wrote quite a lot somehow wow. in uh, parental leave uh, she was a really good sleeper, Polly. <laughs> so so in the naps, I'd did, but still impressive, I'd say. Do you know what? It, at that time, it was a nice, uh, you know, we were. It was a nice escape again. In, a lovely time with her, and then she would have her naps for three hours, and I would like run upstairs and write because I knew I would never have that time again once I went back to teaching. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, I guess it kind of like engaging your brain creatively in that way just feel, especially with a newborn you know, which is so exactly. wonderful and absorbing, but actually being able to like use a different muscle is really wonderful as well. I think you're right. And and I had that leave that six months I had uh, when it was like winter. So it wasn't like I could go out, you know, having picnics with my other parent friends. I was a bit, it was a bit kind of, you know, it was a nice way to spend time. Um, yeah. And then, and then just before lockdown happened, almost the week before or the week after, I can't remember if it was, um uh I got my um I got an agent and then I got a book deal a couple of weeks into lockdown it all happened very quick you know it was quite scary in schools a lot around lockdown because no one you know you you were kind of going in each day and and all those things and this wonderful thing happening in the background and also this weird sense you know it feels kind of a long way away now but you know at the time that okay well who knows what's going to happen I have I have to finish this now you know this and actually yeah. I for my sins I don't sound I got some lovely writing done in that in in lockdown actually you know where I was like who knows what's going to happen I've just got to finish this book and um and, well, it, and take it, it yeah I mean it, c- it could have that effect couldn't it? it could really focus you and think like okay what's important you know family important yeah. right you know yeah something I love is important um so when you started writing did you take say it took about four to five years you said that you were working on it and then a lot during parental leave and then obviously you were had you know you were teaching full time so you had a lot a lot going on a lot that you were juggling did you kind of know from the beginning that you that you wanted to be published or did you know from the beginning that kind of yeah how kind of what was your thought process when you began were you kind of playing or exploring or were you kind of more focused or 
I, I, I would say it was more playing. And I think that was really helpful for me in that uh, I think in my 20s, I probably uh, the blocker for my writing was the worry that it wasn't good enough, you know, that that it wasn't yeah. publishable. It wasn't as good as the stuff I was reading. And and I think then what helped me, you know, writing for children in a way was liberating because I, you know, I know children and, and, they're, and they're somehow seem more forgiving, <laughs> but which they're not necessarily. But but I think it was almost letting myself off the hook. This may never get published. I'm writing because I want to write a book like this. And if it does, it's a bonus. And then I can relax and and, yeah. and enjoy it. It's um, such a block, isn't it? As soon as you start to think about, um, uh, you know, other books or that, you know, that you're going towards this goal, it can it can instantly paralyse you, I think, especially with your first, yeah. your first book. So but when did you realise, oh, actually, no, I'm going to finish this. I'm, I, I'm going to submit it because you had some... You want a few yeah know. yeah exactly i i did a, i did a few courses i do like a, a like a writing course um just almost for the accountability and i just started having nice feedback from peers and the tutors like oh michael this one's worth following up i really like you know this and then at some point probably the year before i at the end of that parental leave the year before i got the deal I, I started getting I started sending it off to competitions, you know, the, the kind of first chapters. And I started getting, you know, commended and runner up. And then I got a couple of uh, a couple of ones that it was the, the Scooby um, uh, Undiscovered Voices uh, competition that I was one of the winners of. And and I got long listed for the bath one. You know, so that so then I was like, hold on. This actually, that's when I started thinking, oh, there might be something in this. Yeah. Uh, and started to believe it might be possible. Amazing, amazing. And and can you tell us a little bit about like how you develop the idea um, for for you for the because at the moment you have two books published, Ghost Cloud and Night Spark, which are what's the word duologies. Yeah, that's exactly the word. Not one that we use very often. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, let's, no, I normally say Night Spark is the sequel to Ghost Cloud, um, but yeah, it's a two part, and that's it. It's wrapped up. Um, so how the question was how did the plot how did I write the story it's such an immersive world and such an imaginative world um, yeah. yeah so I'm just yeah I'm fast yeah where did you get your ideas from Michael how did how did you kind of <laughs> um, <laughs> how did you kind of um, find this you know the version of London that's in those books yeah you know um, I, I, I I live in London now and I do remember, I always have liked, uh, what was it? I, I kind of used to used to get the bus past Battersea Power Station at one point to a, to a school I used to go to. And I remember looking at it and like wondering, you know, at that point it was all closed up and had been for years. You know, what, what would it be like inside? Uh, and I really find those what if questions really um, still quite like rich. You, there's, an, you know, there's other places in the book which... Um, you know, I've never lived in a houseboat, but in my books, people always seem to live in houseboats because I was what, what would it be like to live in a houseboat? You, you know, know, what, what is what have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can organize you to have a stay on one. <laughs> I would love that. I would definitely would. I just need to persuade my other half, but it's uh, I, I'm really keen. I think I, I think I would do that. So, those like, I know what you mean about Battersea Power Station because when I lived in London. We, I was always excited to go past it on the train 
like you know sort of too you know more excited than you would imagine seeing as I used to go past it quite a lot on the train and then I remember <laughs> having to like clench my husband's hand be like it's coming it's coming around the court it's here we can regard it <laughs> it is now past okay that's the moment's over but I I felt mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's a sort of it's such a it's such a sort of stunning and like I didn't know, and it just sits there. It just sort of squats there on the riverside, and so mm. this is again back when it wasn't being developed, and it just, yeah, yeah. I can those pockets of London. It's strange, isn't it? It's like a monumental cool. thing that you can't ignore, and yet it was ignored and kind of you know forgotten for all these, yeah, all these years. And I think actually thinking back. You know, there are a couple of other what if questions. There's another one around the the sky. You know, like obviously in mind, like the shapes you see in the clouds aren't quite what they seem. And you know, there's a kind of what if yeah. something's watching us back from there. And I think probably in some early drafts, the feedback I got was, you know, your writing really comes to life in this power station scenes in this kind of coal sooty environment. And I and then I knew I needed to sort of weave together the the kind of clouds in the sky and the kind of smog and smoke from this kind of power yeah. station yeah. And, that, and that almost just by necessity created this smoggy version of London uh you know where things weren't quite what they seemed and and it gave me a great excuse to kind of just reinvent lots of other places like you know what happens in Hampstead Heath in the night time and you know uh, with, with ghosts and other things and what happens in these other things that we you know, the Olympic Stadium what would that be like you know um in a different version of London yeah oh brilliant and so it sounds like you were kind of really discovering it through playing exploring writing getting feedback is that the case or did you have a are you a planner are you or for I mean has it changed for the two books like what's it what's kind of like your approach now or on what has it been when you first sort of started yeah I I am definitely more on the kind of play plant the seeds and, and see which ones grow than on the planner side uh, I wish I could plan more because it makes it quite stressful <laughs> when you're when you're halfway through the book and you're having to, you know, figure out how it ends or chop down some of the nice ideas that you you'd kind of seeded. But um, uh, I suppose with Ghost Cloud, I I knew I did know the ending. You know, I knew that he starts yeah. in the power station and they're trapped there, and I knew with all these other stu- um, children shoveling coal. And uh, and there was there's a horrible owner, and I knew like at the end, obviously it had to come back, and they had to set it had to be about freedom, yeah, and speaking up, and so yeah. and I knew the scene had to be the light uh, without spoiling, you know, that had to come back to that scene. I like a bit of symmetry in my books, and so I did know the beginning and the end, and um and you know probably a few tentpole scenes in between. You know, I knew that he had to sort of find out what happened, how he'd got there and, and you know, and certain beats. So maybe let's say I had four or five beats I knew I had to kind of hit at some point, but yeah. I was quite happy to kind of meander my way there. Yeah. Um, I love that feeling. And for night. Get that kind of, you know, you can kind of hold it in your head. You're like, oh, okay, this is what it will be. You don't have to even commit mm. to paper. But like, yeah, like you say, you've got that beginning, the end, you've got those beats along the way and you're kind of excited to discover where that journey will take you but it's enough to kind of hold hold you I mean sometimes I've started with less than that and that has been really difficult but definitely when you've got (laughs) that yeah I like to think of it like holding it in your in your mind that kind of slots into place and then that always um sometimes that can definitely just feel like it's enough to get going with 
Yeah, I, that sounds that's that that sort of resonates with me. Um, I often in the very early stages will just play around with a few chapters and a few versions. Both times, actually, I kind of wrote lots of random chapters in the beginning and did test them a bit with people or just felt my way and was like, this is the kind of these chapters are where I want this book to go. But um, but yeah. Um, and for book two, obviously, I had to submit an outline. Um, looking back, lots of things changed. Uh, but you know, probably the ending and the beginning were the same yeah. and you know one or two points in between and how did you find that because you know because it, it was quite a different way of working um for ghost cloud um i i found it uh i found it hard i i you know I, both wonderful actually because i do remember my editor Anne mcneil at the time you know i sent off my first few chapters and she was just so excited by them uh, and i and it's so wonderful to have that boost of confidence but the yeah. There, there is a, there was a point around the middle where I was like, oh gosh, I have to finish this in six, you know, in, in four months. And having had four to six years for the first one to just for the ideas to percolate, yeah. um, you don't, you know, you don't have that space. And and by that point, I was probably juggling other authory things and other, you know, so so it's that sort of um there is a bit of the timeline I did find a bit oppressive at times even though you have all these wonderful people cheering you on yeah definitely I think there is something just so um freeing about that first book that's out of contract or when you are able to write out of contract just to be like well Mm -hmm. yeah I can just see where this takes me and when you do have that deadline it can be really focusing but like you say it can sometimes feel oppressive especially because it isn't the only thing that you'll be doing you'll be going to school mm. sending videos to classes you'll be you know asked to do q a's and all of those things like as you know are, are important but drain you and you've only got so much bandwidth to kind of yeah give to yeah anything we're doing do you how do you find that balance mm. you do you have strict boundaries, Michael, or do you say yes to everything? Um, <laughs> I wish I need to be better. But no, actually, yes hearing you. Podcast, I, <laughs> I, yeah. I want to ask you, Polly. How was it? I mean, maybe I'm not allowed to because it's a podcast. But how was it for you when you? Because you you were a teacher too, weren't you? And I remember reading your book. Uh, your book was one of the books that you know I remember recommending, and uh, it was on our reading challenge. Oh. And I just wondered, how was it for you with the the shift? Well, I think. I mean, this was, it was a very long time ago now. <laughs> I think things have changed. I feel, I feel like there's just more and more pressure as time goes on for authors to do more and more self promotion. Mm. And actually, when Boy in the Tower came out, I mean, I, I actually don't feel like I did that much really. Like I, I don't, I don't feel like there was that much pressure. So it was, you know, I did a few things that like I wanted to do, um, but I didn't, I didn't actually feel the same pressure that I feel now actually I think I, th- I do think that there that that's grown like as you know social media has evolved and yes and also people are doing brilliant things and set the bar very high and things like that <laughs> and yeah so I yeah I actually feel like I um I'd also worked in publishing before and I sort of I sort of had this sort of sense I mean I had such low expectations I think for um for that book because I was like I loved writing it like you felt that oh like this was this sort of secret wonderful thing I was doing and and then oh now someone's going to publish it I couldn't believe that was all happening and then Mm. when it came out it felt very surreal but I did have a real sense of knowing 
having worked in publishing like a few years back that you know books come out and then they there's not a lot of noise and then like sometimes mm. things happen and sometimes things don't happen and it's sort of very you know unless you have a huge campaign behind you then mm-hmm. you know and even and even when you do have a huge campaign about you nothing is really yeah. um you can't take anything for granted so yes. I saw a lot of books you know do that like they'd come out and we'd be quite excited and we'd do you know everything that we could and then there wouldn't be much pickup for them and then or mm-hmm. vice versa we weren't able to do much for them and sometimes there was pick up and so it was yes. I had this sense of how like how it could be almost like inoculated against it kind of kind of the, yeah. uh, or, or... <laughs> maybe too much so actually because I was a bit like oh well it's out now who knows what's going to happen that might <laughs> um yeah maybe yeah maybe t- like I felt like I couldn't even I felt a bit like weird about asking things of my publishers because I remembered how stressed I was when I worked in publishing and I didn't want to make too many demand like demands but just yeah kind yeah. of you know it's you, you have to also you know well I was going to say fight your corner and that's not really quite the right phrase but you know you, know, you want to speak up but also you want to work collaboratively I think working yes. with is its own is its own beast and can obviously be really like you know, really varies from person to person and depends on, um, you know, a myriad of things going on. Yes, yes. But I think you're right. Yeah, I know you mean it's not quite fight your corner, but it is that's close enough. There's some, you know, no one else is going to, well, people will support you, but you have to, you have to speak up a bit, don't you, and do your, try, do your thing a bit. Yeah, I think it's trying to find that line again around like who you are, how you, um, yeah, your values, how you self-promote, like what you're comfortable with and, relationship with your editor and, and all of that kind of comes into a mix how, how have you found how have you found that side of things um I think you know in some some way similar I think um I had um yeah I, I think it, it I, had, I had a really wonderful editor who signed me um called Anne who was really passionate about the book and then there was a bit in the middle where she then retired actually um, and we transferred over to a new editor who was wonderful, Lena, and she 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 um, saw sorts of brilliant books like Strange Worlds and things. And I think though there was, I think that was also during lockdown. So Lena and I didn't meet for months in person. You know, we'd met on Zoom. And I think um, in hindsight, I think if I was more assertive now, you know, I would be like, let's meet. You know, let let let, let let's uh, let's meet. Let's have a proper chat. Let's um, yeah. you know connect and and so I can feel that. Um, connection that I did on the book and actually we probably met uh a year after we started and, and got on really well and, and and almost um there are those little things in hindsight at the beginning where you're like you said I just sort of worried about bothering them um you know I'd get edits back and I'd be unsure and I'd kind of agonize about them when really now I just need to it's like oh let's have a quick call I don't understand this bit uh and I think um and again with the with the promo stuff now I'm much better at saying you know, I'll email my publisher saying, I'm thinking about doing a giveaway on this, or I'd really like some assets so I can put on my banner. If you can't, that's fine. Let me know. And they always are like, yes, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. It may take them a week, but they always, they always do, you know, they're always willing and keen to help. And so yeah. that's, um, I think like you say, that you, yeah, you've just got to speak up a bit and, um, and, and know that they're busy, but that they're, they're everyone's really got good intentions. 
yeah 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 it, and it just it never hurts to ask does it I suppose that's the thing no yeah yes so what are you working on right now Michael oh just handed in a draft yeah, exactly. to my head. sometimes maybe that's all don't worry if you want to say it. I don't want to talk about it I hate talking yeah, about it I, 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 I did have a long time like I'm keeping it secret um it, I can tell you bits though like it's yeah it's kind of um it's another middle grade. It's a bit more mystery, I'd say, than adventure. So I still got an adventure, and, and but more more leaning on the mystery. Um, it's almost like myths, it, like Indian. I'm half Indian, and it's kind of got Indian myths in oh, the really? in the modern world type thing. Uh, and so uh, I, I'm excited about it. It also, I mean, I always roll too many things into my books, but you know, um, the 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 mum goes missing in the beginning of the book, and it's. Uh, and actually now I'm thinking, yeah, there are lots of books where that happened, but it's it's exciting and I, I, I'm excited about it. And it's sort of a, the comp my agent's currently given is American gods meets East is East. But I think we need to work on it. But, you know, there's something there about culture and heritage, but also around kind of myths and, and, and modern um, kind of uh, kind of low fantasy type stuff. Yeah, I did think about Neverwhere when I was, um, when you know, when I was, thinking about your version yes, of I love them aware a huge yeah yeah exactly so I'm, I, I am a big Neil Gaiman fan so um uh, yes yeah, very happy with that <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant and how was the writing for that um like like lots of writing very up and down I think um it was um you know the beginning chapters are really exciting I was like oh there's something here and um and I and and then you know we had a our second child um was born like a month after my first book came out I want to say and and I think you know that by which point I was just almost starting to write this book and I think there was also a period in the middle where I was just finding it hard to find the time to to write like I used to and so um it you know just sleep deprivation from small children you know all those things so there were there were points when it was a real slog and I think I lost my uh thread of it or and but it's been really nice this year um I kind of uh I've, you know finished the draft now I'm, I'm excited about it and I think it may also have just needed a little bit longer for those strands to come together um you know if I had powered on maybe it wouldn't be the book I wanted it to be and I, I'm, I'm much happier yeah. with where it is um what do you uh, think so a bit of time, time. sorry oh, no I was just saying wrapping up saying a slog but but uh, a joy by the end of it with lots of happy bits in between yeah that sounds about right that sounds like every book I've ever written so <laughs> 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 yeah I was gonna ask what do you do what do you do that helps you when you are feeling like it's a slog or when you're feeling like it's not mm. quite connecting or you know or you're Oh yeah, when you're you know you're juggling so much with new babies and and lots going on, what what do you do, or how do you yeah. kind of like the writing day, week, month? Yeah, what 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 kind of has worked for you? True, uh, good question. Um, I um, what the first thing that came to mind when you said that is you know talk to other people, especially writers. You know, I I find this actually really helpful. And um, and we actually, you know, I think this is how we connected. We met at that lovely, there was a Salford Children's Book Award. And we, we uh, Polly and I, oh, speaking to the podcast people now, we, we, you know, we met at the event before and had a lovely chat. And I, and I, I found, you know, your words around, you know, 
it's just reassuring, isn't it? You think when you're struggling with something that it's only you and everyone else is writing these books out and they're brilliant. Exactly. And, and then you yeah. speak to someone else and like, gosh, I've had exactly the same. And um and that's and and that's really encouraging. And other people, Pierce Torday has been very wise and given me some lovely emails to suggest, you know, um to uh, so I think talking to other people's been really helpful. So you know you're not alone, stuck with it. Uh, um taking breaks you know I, I I too late in this book there was a time when I, I really should have just taken time off especially when the baby was really little and been like I'm gonna have a few months off but I tried to keep writing in the in the um you know in the naps and what have you it just didn't work with this this little my little boy because he just didn't nap very long and, was, <laughs> and we had two um and then I do think you're right I think the routine yes but I do think you've got to think about what your things change all the time so I think my routine with the first book was often writing into the evening mm-hmm. um and writing in the school holidays and what have you and then I suppose what happened once I became a writer and I c- couldn't write in the evening because I was too tired is I had to recalibrate and think about new ways to do it so mm-hmm. now what I realize I need is to block out proper time so you know uh if I'm having a writing day, I won't even check my emails. Um, you know, I, I will kind of um, just just clear the, clear the decks. And I had a month off over August where I just didn't post on social media at all. And I thought that was really helpful. Like, yeah. So, so I, I know now that I need a bit more space than I used to to, yeah. to be creative. And, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think um, I think that that's that really chimes with how I'm feeling around parenting and writing like it's just like some days even the day where I think I've you know blocked it out for writing and I can just feel how exhausted I am and just mm. know like I could try and push on and try and write something but I just feel so like depleted if I take mm. that one day to completely rest or you know have a have a long I can um I will then actually, I definitely will come back refreshed, but it's so, it's sort of tantalising to think, oh, I could think I could just finish this. I could probably just finish yes. this edit right now if I just carried on. And then actually you yes. need to have a break. So that's great to hear that you've learned that and you're doing it because I think it's a really important lesson. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Knowing when to stop, right? You know, don't push through till you completely run out of steam on that chapter, but you know, if you've hit a good paragraph, like, okay, great, I'm going to stop there on a high. And then, you know, those little things, knowing when to stop and then break. Yeah. And and what you said about it always evolving, I think that's another thing. You often look back at how you wrote, you know, how you used to write or what used to work really well. And then mm-hmm. somehow those tools, you know, for whatever, you know, for whatever reason, isn't quite fitting you anymore. And then having to find that new way, like, and it's kind of exciting, but it's also, you know, you mm. think, oh, I thought I know how to do this. I do it in the mornings or I do it in the evenings or <laughs> do it on my bus ride or whatever. And then when that changes, you're like, oh, when is it? <laughs> when is it going to happen? Yeah. No, completely. Yeah. I think there's a weird guilt as well. Like I feel with rest and taking longer, I'm like, well, you know, some I used to be able to do it like this. Or some people have less time than this. Or, you know, and, and then actually just, just having to sort of trust yourself and, and not, beat yourself up too much about um you know uh how long it's taking or what, what you think it should be how yeah. it should be being written yeah absolutely let go of all that um it's difficult though I think that kind of um comparisonitis of you mm. know, I guess that's another that's another thing that's involved in 
the time that I've been writing. I mean, obviously social media was there then, but it's just changed so much now. It's so much, much, much bigger part of our lives. You're always seeing, you you know, all you have to do is to click onto, you know, any any site and you'll instantly see lots of amazing things happening all the time. Yes. And then you're like, yeah. what? How is this possible? Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, and, but actually none of it matters. Hooray. Exactly. <laughs> Hooray. Remind ourselves that. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Michael. It was such a joy to talk to you and I can't wait to hear and read your next book and see I mean do you think you will always work in middle grade or do you have any thoughts about kind of other genres or really good uh really good question uh I I've been thinking about just because I've got two younger kids you know now I'd actually like to just if I could go a little bit younger my books now are Ghost Cloud and Night Spark are like age I'd say eight to twelve you know and if I could just go a little bit, a bit lower down, not picture books, but that bit in between. I, in fact, um, what did I, I got out, you're the boy who grew a tree from the oh. library the other day, <laughs> along with it, which is probably, you know, your book, but, and then also a few other books from people, you know, in that space that my daughter loves to read, you know, your Isadora Moons and things like that. I'm like, okay, what are they, you know, because I find those books fun and interesting and, 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 and I'd, so, yeah, I'd love to write a bit more there. And who knows after that? Let's start there and see. Yeah, it is lovely. That is a lovely, um, a lovely space actually. That like younger, I, I, I we just call it like I just call it younger fiction. So it's very vague. Probably got a better term. Like but um, <laughs> yeah, but it's it. Yeah, my my daughter's um, she's still. I mean, she's not yet four, but I read a bit of the, my younger fiction stuff to her, and she's very patient. Mm. Listen to it. <laughs> mm. I think because it just meant she could have me a bit longer at bedtime. I was like, she had another chapter. She was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, but also, I found it really, um, I found it really difficult because I've never, I've never before shared a book with my kid or read, read back yeah. that way. And then I was, I constantly was like, oh god, I wish I'd changed that. Ah. Oh. Um, never, wow. never go away. But anyway, but that no, was brilliant. Right. Definitely explore that area. It's a great, it's a great place to write. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know I will. I might be emailing you at some point for tips. So yeah, yeah. you do. Yes, please do. Well, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's so, it's so lovely to be on the on your on the podcast. All right, thanks, Polly. Bye. Bye. So that was Michael Mann, Mann, M A N N. Um, I'm really excited to see what he creates next in both middle grade and if he decides to work in younger fiction too. So look out for his books. Oh, as you can hear from my voice, it's been quite a week. Um, I've got an infection at the moment, but I am determined to get these podcasts out week by week. Um, and so I'm uh, sorry I said kind of a million times in the introduction and probably will say it in the outro as well because I think I've lost the ability to think of many words. Um, but anyway, hopefully I will be better and my voice will be clearer and my head by next week. Um, but I hope you did enjoy hearing Michael Mann's interview. I love Michael and I only met him once, but I am ruthlessly pursuing him as a friend. Um, so wish me luck in my endeavours. Bye.